0: Welcome to Local Matters. This is Bob Bell, your host, and our guest today is Lillian Hartgrove, vice chairman of the Tennessee State Board of Education and vice president of the Cookville-Putnam County Chamber of Commerce. Lillian, welcome. Thank you, Bob. Well, you have been... uh, uh, serving in a variety of roles for a long time. You're vice chair of the State Board of Education, you're vice president of the Chamber of Commerce and director of the Workforce Development Initiative. And in a past life, you served as manager of SunTrust's call center here in Cookville. Quite a busy person.
1: I have had a busy career, that's for sure, ever ever since I came to Cookville. Um, I left banking in 2008 to begin working for the Highlands Economic Partnership and the Cookville-Putnam County Chamber of Commerce. And many wonderful opportunities have been presented to me since I I moved here. And so all the things that you mentioned um, have been certainly very important to me. And I I value the opportunity to serve the local community since I came to the Chamber of Commerce.
0: Well, that's great. And you play a a significant leadership role in the Highlands Initiative, as it's known. Tell me about the Highlands Initiative.
1: Well, the Highlands Initiative began in 2006, and it began as a public-private partnership with Overton, Putnam, and White Counties, and then subsequently Jackson County was added to the um, initiative. And it began as an initiative to boost the local economic economy of our counties, as well as to enhance community development. And now we're just about finishing phase three as of December the 31st, and we're launching phase four, which will be a five-year phase for the initiative.
0: And this program has had a significant amount of success here in the last few years. A lot of industry has been recruited, a lot of great things happening in this region. Talk about some of those.
1: Well, there certainly have been a number of successes that we have all realized together, and and I, I just love to say that it's really phenomenal to witness what happens when people come together and collaborate with each other. And I'm also fond of saying that one person in one organization cannot affect the kind of change that we have seen in the Upper Cumberland since the Highlands Economic Partnership began. And when I was hired to work for the Chamber and the Highlands Economic Partnership in 2008, I was asked to concentrate on economic development, and that meant trying to attract new industry and also working with existing industry. But at the time, we were getting ready to go into the downturn in the economy, so it was very challenging to try to attract new companies. But I was hearing a lot from existing industry that they were struggling to find the workforce that they needed. And so they constantly said to me, here you are trying to attract new industry, but what about us? And we're struggling to find what we need, and I don't know how this is going to work for the long haul if you all continue what you're attempting to do. And so I spoke with George Halford, who is the president of the Cokefield putnam County of Ch- Chamber of Commerce, and I said, we have to do something about the workforce equation. We, um, I, I think we'll be challenged to attract new industry, especially if our existing industry is saying it's a challenge for them. So at that time, I asked if we could launch a comprehensive workforce development education program of work designed to address the issues we were hearing from existing industry. So we did, and there's so much more to tell ab- about that, but I'll stop and see if you have any other questions before I move on.
0: No, I think that's that's great. You, um, you've clearly had a big effect on existing industry. Uh, there's been a lot of job growth in that area, and there's also been this phenomenal... Uh, influx of new companies, Academy Sports and Ficosa and SAIC. The the list just goes on and on. So you've had success or we've had success as a region in both attracting new companies to come in and grow jobs and in taking some of our really long-term partners, people that have been here a long time and helping them grow. So a lot of success there. Tell me more about the the Workforce Development Strategies within the Highlands Initiative?
1: The Workforce Development Strategies really is um, basically bringing our higher education partners together with K-12 through not only from the four counties of the Highlands, but we brought in other counties to the work as well and bringing in employers and aligning everyone and conver- bringing everyone together in conversation. So at the Chamber of Commerce, in the boardroom, we bring in, as I said, K-12 through and higher ed along with employers, and we have re- everyone in the room talking with one another about the challenges. And it's point-counterpoint and everyone saying what the issues are and what we need to do collectively to try to address them. But I'll tell you before that, it really began with forming a, a uh, steering committee, headed up at the at the time we began by Dr. Susan Elkins, who you know very well from working with her at the university. And so she chaired the work along with um, other individuals who came to be members of that steering committee. But we decided we could just couldn't just sit in a boardroom and talk about this. We had to have, have clear cut goals and objectives, and we had to figure out how we would address those goals and objectives, and how would we move into action mode? So what we decided to do was create subcommittees with an individual chair overseeing these different goals and other individuals coming to the table to serve on these subcommittees, and those subcommittees became the action teams that really attacked the problems and the issues and the opportunities and then would report up to the steering committee the successes and or challenges and or obstacles in overcoming those new opportunities so that was part of it and that really did lay the foundation for other work and other opportunities even at a national a national level which i'm extremely pleased about and excited for our region and it has to do with pathways to prosperity pathways to prosperity came about by the harvard graduate school of education writing a paper on the state of education in this country Three professors, actually, from the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And because it really did address a lot of the challenges and things that we should be doing as a country to turn around education, it created quite a bit of buzz. And so across this, uh, the country, people were saying, so, OK, what now? How do we address this? So Harvard, Harvard, along with an organization called Jobs for the Future, launched the Pathways to Prosperity Network and invited and- Tennessee to become a member Along with that, Tennessee Department of Education asked the Upper Cumberland to be a member of their team because they recognized the work that we were doing. They already knew that we had strong collaborations occurring with K-12 through higher education em- employers, which truly is the foundation for success in this arena.
0: Our guest today is... Lillian Hartgrove, who is vice chair of the State Board of Education and vice chairman of the Cookville-Putnam County Chamber of Commerce. Lillian, we were talking about Pathways to Prosperity and about the Highlands Initiative, and you mentioned uh, Dr. Susan Elkins, a good example. Susan's from Jackson County. And so one of the fun things about Pathways and about the Highlands Initiative is there are folks from Overton County involved, folks from White County even uh, uh, McMinnville and, and Warren County, but Susan Elkins was one of the early leaders in this. Talk more about the the concept of the Pathways and, and what that does for someone who's looking at a job in the future.
1: Well, the concept of, of Pathways really is about aligning the needs of the employers with our education system and that means starting with the K through 12 system and we indicated to ourselves that we, we couldn't start early enough but we had to start someplace so we thought we would start with middle school students and creating early awareness of careers in the area and then making sure that students had access to those employers and those jobs and came to know what those jobs were all about but also understanding the education attainment level for the various jobs in these sectors that we identified as high growth and high demand sectors within the region. So as an example, advanced manufacturing was one of the first pathways we determined that we needed to address. Um, We were seeing growth in that area with our existing industries and we knew that we were trying to attract new industry, but we weren't doing anything to align education beginning with high school, actually even middle school, to high school, to the Tennessee College of Applied Technology, to the two-year, to the four-year. So the idea of pathways is aligning all of those education institutions to ensure that when a student is um, interested in a pathway such as advanced manufacturing, we create that awareness Classes are offered in high school and they can er learn early on if that's a path that they want to go in life and they can find out that's not a path they want to go in life and so they don't waste time spending money in college and post-secondary education and realizing this is not the path they want to go. So early awareness is important, and then aligning education. So when we first started, we found out that we simply weren't doing the kinds of things we needed to do in education. And as an example, still using advanced manufacturing, we had employers saying students are leaving school, but they're not ready for our world. They they do not have the skills that we're looking for, and you're not offering the kinds of classes in high school that would make a difference in preparing them for advanced manufacturing. So fortunately, because of our collaboration, Dr. Myra West, with uh, she's the president of the Tennessee College of Applied Technology. She applied for a labor education alignment program grant to purchase mechatronics equipment to place in high schools across the um, region. She did that. We've been successful. We now have mechatronics in a number of our high schools across the area, and we have students who are in the pipeline being prepared for jobs in advanced manufacturing.
0: Well, tell me a little more about mechatronics. that That's a buzzword that <laughs> some of us uh, have seen over the, the last few years. But uh, what does it do to prepare a student uh, both for an immediate job after high school, but also for maybe going on to the Tennessee College of Applied Technology in Livingston or to a community college or to Tennessee Tech?
1: Well, mechatronics really does... From what I understand, it incorporates all the necessary elements. It includes the technology pieces, robotics, the mechanical. Um, I'm I'm just I'm probably one who's who knows enough to be dangerous, if you will. You probably well, I know think more. you and I you probably are both know, in that know way, more about it than I do. But have have seen it. And yeah, it's we've it's seen really it in
0: operation. Very and it's, cool. It's exciting to watch a student. Uh, grab hold of that concept and and know, yeah, I could be doing this in a year out at Cummins Filtration or at at, uh, one of the other companies here, or I could be using it to to further my education a little further down my career. We're talking with Lillian Hartgrove. We will have more with her in just a moment. That's true. Well, this is Local Matters, and uh, we are talking to Lillian Hartgrove who is uh, vice chair of the State Board of Education and and vice chairman of the Putnam County Cookville Chamber of Commerce. This is Bob Bell, and Lily and we were talking about mechatronics and advanced manufacturing. But I know you've also got – or the Highlands Initiative also has pathways that focus on health care and that focus on information technology. Talk a little bit about those
1: we launched healthcare as a pathway just about the same time we were launching advanced manufacturing and i do want to clarify that for each of the pathways that we have established we do have full-blown committees with a chair and uh, individuals from k through 12 higher education and the employment sector working together to address um, the opportunity so healthcare we have a committee that is chaired by Dr. Myra West with the Tennessee College of Applied Technology and members from the health care community. And uh, when we began to look at the work, we, we discovered that we have a, a two-year gap in providing a nursing degree program because that's really, truly where the greatest need is at this point in time. We have conducted a survey of our healthcare care providers in the area, and the information came out loudly and clearly that we definitely have a need for a two-year program that's the registered nurse associate uh, degree and so we are working with fall state community college to address that challenge and we hope that we will have a solution in the very near future so that when a student it leaves high school and they already are taking the healthcare program and uh, they they go into the tcat as well to get their credential and then they'll be able to move into the two-year and then advance on to the four-year if their path in life takes them that way so that's, that's working very well, except we do want to eliminate that two-year gap, as I indicated. Well, we
0: all need health care. There's no question that's going to be just a growing area. And it's it's great to see that we're going to be able to train some of our young folks and some who may not be so young to uh, uh, get a job and a career in a field where they can stay here in the Upper Cumberland, stay in the Highlands, and and add a lot of value to the people that that. That live here, so that healthcare initiative is going to be really important to the future. I think so. It's also great that you've got a committee on each of these, and and uh, they've got educators, but they've also got people from the appropriate industry, and there's folks from each of the counties in typically in in these committees. Talk a little bit about tell us about the information systems or information technology pathway.
1: We began establishing the information technology pathway this year. Don Weyer, who, um who is with Epic Technology and has also served on our board of directors, is chairing that committee for us. And we do have representation from the various IT sectors. And, and just like our other pathways, we go through this process of assessing where are the real needs are in inf- information technology or advanced manufacturing. Um, but when you look at information technology, it's embedded everywhere in every business and in every industry has to utilize some form of information technology. So trying to drill down and determine exactly which pathway. We have discovered that there are two large large areas of need in information technology. It's in software development as well as in operations, which is um, more like your help desks and the type of um, – work that SAIC performs for their customers so we uh, just recently drilled down to determine that we need to concentrate first on the operations sector because the greatest number of jobs are here in the region so a lot more work to do in that area but a lot of uh, commitment on the part of all of our partners and uh, we're extremely thankful for all of them and the work that they do and that holds true of all of our committees. Um, every one of our employers, they see the value in it. They recognize the fact that we're all working hard together to try to address their challenges and ensure that they have the workforce now and in the future.
0: Lillian, it's um, it's sort of interesting too. Uh, this is local matters. We're we're talking with Lillian Hartgrove, and uh, it's interesting in these pathways that. Uh, there are – it's sort of like an interstate highway. There's on-ramps and off-ramps. Somebody can enter one of these pathways and and uh, get some education and then go to work, then maybe take off a while and come back and get some more education. Uh, talk about the, the on- and off-ramps that are in the pathways.
1: Well, pathways is designed so that a, a student can – leave high school, and if they they know that there is a job that's out there that suits their needs, they can leave high school with a credential and go work and then discover that, in fact, to advance within a company, they need to get additional credentials. They may need to have a two-year degree or a four-year degree, and they can get back on the education highway, if you will, and take additional classes, get additional credentials in order to be more successful in their career path. Certainly, college is not for everyone, but when we say that, we mean the advanced degrees are not for everyone. Most of the jobs of the future are going to require some post-secondary education credential, and it could be a certification from the Tennessee College of Applied Technology, um, but it's not necessarily the advanced degree. So we want to be clear on that because we have a lot of employers say, you're pushing college for everyone, and that's not what we're pushing. We're pushing what's right for the employer, as well for the individual.
0: Governor Haslam's uh, Drive to 55 program is – and it's changed since he introduced that. But uh, he was very uh, concerned that people not just think of it as as four-year degrees, but that we think of it in terms of the credentials – and and the degrees, but the credentials that you need to get a 21st century job and keep a good job here in the Highlands region. And exactly. there's a lot of that uh, yet to come. And we'll talk more about that in a future program. We're talking to Lillian Hartgrove. My name is Bob Bell. Lillian, one other thing that I, I've always been impressed with in the Highlands Initiative is the parental engagement activity that goes on there. Uh, talk a little bit about how the Highlands engaged parents in some of the decision-making.
1: Early on in our steering committee discussions, we kept hearing from directors of schools that if we could break the cycle with families who did not necessarily see the value of education for their family members, perhaps they themselves did not finish high school, their parents did not fit and their grandparents, and so on and so forth, but didn't know parents who didn't know how to deal with the challenges that their students or their children were facing. So when we spoke to educators, we were hearing a lot of, we cannot get parents to come to school for family engagement or parental engagement sessions, programs that are designed to help them keep their children in school and overcome the barriers and challenges that youth our youth face today in school. So we talked about, let's, let's address that as a, as a collaborative among our team members. And one of our directors of school said, I don't know how you're going to help us because we haven't been able to figure it out ourselves. And I said, I don't know, but when we bring people together from different sectors, we find that truly magic happens. So we formed a Pearl Engagement Committee headed up by one of our um, advanced manufacturing companies. And Angela Bruce, who's just a rock star as an HR manager with TUDCO, she made a comment to one of our education team members and said, have you ever thought about bringing the message to us in the place of employment? Since so many of your family members are here working in our place of employment? And so an idea was born because the educator said yes to that opportunity. So now we do offer to any company who wants to have family engagement or parental engagement sessions in their place of employment, we offer that in their in their office. And so what we found, especially you know Tutco, Angela Bruce is very fond of saying, our relationships with our employees has grown stronger because we offer parental engagement in our workplace. Our employees are saying things like, you care this much about us that you're helping us with our school-aged children deal with the complex problems that they face in school today. Whether it's uh, bullying, self-esteem, how do I improve my grades. It just, it just runs the gamut of different topics. And, you know, cyberbullying is big today. All the different social media activities that we don't even have a clue what our children are facing. And so we hear all too often how a young person has taken their own lives because they've been cyberbullied. And so this is just designed to help parents with that and know how to uh, combat the challenges that their, their children are facing so it's a great program, and uh, we're proud that we've been able to be a part of offering it to to employees in their place of work.
0: And I've set in on several of those uh, parental engagement programs, and it is literally fun to watch the parents uh, get engaged and talk with each other as much as they talk to the educators or anyone else. So it's uh, – Again, it's it's an important leg of the Highlands Initiative. Uh, the Highlands is a partnership, and you've certainly shown that in in the discussion you've had today. Uh, the kinds of initiatives that you've begun are just a beginning, though. Uh, very briefly, just what are your visions or what do you see continuing with the Highlands?
1: What we plan to continue to do is certainly to, to look at all of the labor market data, data, look at what the trends are, hearing from our employers in the area to find out where we're having issues, where we're having challenges, and that we'll be there to address those with our education partners, as we've done with the other pathways. Uh, we've identified a challenge right now in education. We uh, see a decline in enrollment at uh, Tennessee Tech and other institutions of higher learning where they are the education preparation programs. And so our school districts are saying that we're struggling to find teachers that we need, especially in the hard-to-fill disciplines, especially the STEM areas, the higher maths and sciences. And so we have a lot of work to do to do in that arena. And in our smaller, smaller communities, the, the school district is the largest employer. So we need to address that opportunity and we're working on that one as, as, as we speak. So that's a new emerging opportunity for us. And we'll continue to look at those emerging opportunities.
0: And that's going to be a, a part of the fun of watching the Highlands Initiative over the years because it's going to change and it's going to grow. Our guest today has been Lillian Hartgrove, uh, vice chairman of the Uh, Tennessee State Board of Education and Vice President of the Cookville-Putnam County Chamber of Commerce. This has been Local Matters, and this is Bob Bell. Lillian, thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you.